Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Scott. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Jurat O'Brien. Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. Do we do that? Yeah, Can do it. Hell yeah. The vote special. We've got Brendan uh, Vote here. Oh, and the Henry Chisholm special, even though he's uh, not here. We've got Brendan Vote, Ryan Konigsberg, cool <laughs> AJ Hayfley on the set with me for actually the first like official the Denver Sports Podcast in studio. Hey guys, hey isn't this crazy? This is crazy. Up, well, not first because we used to do it in studio all the time at Back the old in office. Lake, yeah. in the bar. Yeah. I will. I will say, say fond memories of that tiny room getting very, very, so very, very hot. hot. Very so hot. hot. On the Mevo, whoever was watching back then, uh, you're the real OG because the on the Mevo, the Mevo would disconnect. Someone's mic would disconnect. You were like self-producing it on an iPad. On an iPad? No, on a phone. <clears throat> like, on okay, phone. this graphic. Yeah, yeah. Was, those that are would the come times. a long way. Wow. And this is my first show hosting in the host chair in studio. That's crazy. Two years. Um, But Brendan Vogt, big rock guy. We got Susie in the the comments. What's up, Susie? Shout out DNVR Rockies, my new homies for the summer. Hell yeah. yeah. How are you guys doing? How is your Friday so far? AJ, you said you're catching up. AJ's back from Canada. We missed him a lot here. Yeah, no, I was uh, covered the game last night and... You know, I haven't slept very much in the last week, uh, just between <laughs> having a lot to do and the uh, adrenaline rushes of watching the team that you cover win playoff games. Yep. I love when uh, there's like a late night playoff game like that. That's super exciting because I'm, then I'm not the only person on Twitter at like 1 a.m. Right. <laughs> yep. I'm like, ah, oh, Twitter's pretty lively tonight at 1 a.m. I like yeah. this. I highly recommend checking out the DMVR Avalanche post game show because you never know what you're going to get. I was watching it first was enjoying it all then i had to go do something and then i tuned back in and rudo has his shirt off yep, and i'm man. like and yahir has like a blur over him so you can't see anything and i'm like what what happened how how did we get here but there was a lot of interesting conversation last night yeah if you look away from rudo for like five seconds <laughs> anything can anything happen. he's anything. like he's like a puppy in that way yeah yeah where like he's you're training him and you're getting there but if you do <laughs> if you give him too much leeway Take advantage of yeah, it. Oh, for right. sure. And then you'll have to have, pull him aside. you got to have that conversation. You'll be like, <laughs> spray him in the face with a water bottle. Exactly. Give him a treat. The number of times I wish I could no, have sprayed him in the face with a water bottle. No, he would make that into a manscape read real quick. Yeah, Come would. on now. You look away for five seconds and his shirt's off. Or you look away in five seconds and he gone, he's gone from looking like a grizzly bear to a baby. Right. Yes, it's true. 
He does look like a baby. There's right a wide there. range in the grooming department. <laughs> really, for Rudolph. really frustrates yeah. me. We love him. Oh my goodness! All right, let's talk about that Avs game because Ryan and AJ, you guys both said you were very calm heading into OT in our company Slack yesterday. Oh yeah, I was not worried about it at all. Oh my god, <laughs> I in was the building, so nervous. Even in the building, I was sitting next to Megan and I packed up my laptop because I had to leave for the bar because I was like, this will be over quickly. Oh my wow. god! Playoff I, hockey, then overtime playoff hockey—you yes. can never no. That it brings so much nerves. I was I was not concerned about it last night. There was there was a clear cut better team, yeah. and the hockey gods are cruel. They've got a they've got a, a, a cold sense of humor, but there was there was just a a team just deserved it more last night. A team mm. wanted it more last night. Yeah. The the way I felt was just like for two straight games now the Avs have been very clearly the better team even if a puck bounces a weird way and goes in the net i don't feel like it's going to change much uh so i like of course you're nervous you, you know the heart is pumping but i was like uh whatever happens here i still feel very good about the team in the series just felt like the weird one too like all right if they mm -hmm. if they get a weird one maybe it's this then you yeah. feel that much better when colorado survives it. when you when you talk about like how does an eight seed upset a one seed it looks exactly like last night just with yeah. the other finish sure and you need that. The fact that they didn't get it is like now you're in cruise control. I you mean, like, Connor the like emotionally, I would say we all should be in cruise control. They are not. Right. They right. there were they're like there were no smiles during the presser. They were just like yeah, business shouldn't have been this close. We still have work to do. Nashville's a tough arena to play in. We got work to go do and do blah blah blah. And that's kind of been their attitude all year. Like they have fun when they're in it, mm -hmm. and then when it's over, it's like okay, we've got more work to work be done to do. here. We've been here before. We've been, we've won first round series. They swept last year. Yeah. You know, they won their first six playoff games last year. Like, they, they have done some things in the past, en enough things in the past that they're comfortable where they are. But there is a different just vibe about them this year that just, they just don't ever feel that they don't ever have that self satisfaction that always kind of crept into their game in the past. And we'll see, you know, we'll see. Nashville's obviously going to push in game three. The, they've, like, the organization has set up. They've gone to great lengths to try and keep Avalanche fans out of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw their whole ticket thing today, but. I have a take on this. It's it's very soft. I disagree. I, I know you would. Oh, you you yeah. wish we yeah. would do it. You think I that, wish you think we would do the same thing. Here? Yeah. Well, and here's my thing course, is you can't course, be the person so who complains about opposing jerseys and fans in the stadium and then also not like this like like i actually have decided i don't complain about opposing teams coming to our stadiums because i'm like yeah we know like denver's a really dope place people want to move here so there's just people from everywhere and there's gonna they're gonna come support their teams but you can't have it both ways you can't be like this is bs cubs fans taking over course field and then be like i can't believe nashville's so soft that they won't let as fans in i just think you can't have you can't have both so i I, yeah, if you, we you did can, it, you could easily have both. If, if we did <laughs> it, you I would be say, in full I want support. Rockies fans to buy those tickets, not Cubs fans. And then you're going out of your way. It's the softest thing. It is baby poo soft. I don't think so. Wow. I think it's a baby. Wow. I think it's using yeah. the the. It's using your power to give your team the best advantage possible. And isn't that what this is about? Trying to win. That's how soft you have to be. That you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to police which people come into your building. 
So for the to people, try and give yourself a maximum advantage, it's so soft. The predators aren't allowing you, Avs you fans should. basically to buy tickets unless you have a Nashville address. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. yeah. So I know people in Nashville. If you guys need an that address, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. They've also shut down ticket transfers and things like that, so I, you can't call somebody there. I don't know That's if I'm them we buy it and like. <laughs> You have to go to the secondary markets and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, How do you feel sure. about it? I don't know if I mind the principle, but I'm blown away at the follow through. Like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. Like, it is. Following through and executing this is a pretty crazy thing to see happen. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. If and I'm all, right. all of it so that you can, what, get an extra 2,000 fans in there to watch your team get bodied? Like AJ's feeling it. Well, the thing is, like, there, it's, there, it's, it's, it's like, last night. Yeah. You just you, you had to, you're okay, so you're gonna get a couple of extra thousand people in there who get to watch them lose. The the thing is, like, they're a tourist. Like, destination. Congratulations, what have you accomplished? You were gonna make the same amount of money. All you've done is give those people a worse memory. You are right, though. Any given weekend, Nashville's full of people. Well, and that so aren't like, of course, or... Avs fans, I want to go to Nashville. Yeah, I want to go too. They have to maybe be a little bit more protective of it. Like, I would think Vegas would probably think the same way. Maybe they don't, but um, it's like, okay, if people want to come here in the first place, we have to do something for our people to protect them a little bit to make sure they have a, a, you know, a better chance of getting in. Don't, college sports I do just kind know of the same The reason thing. why I'm defending it, because I know if we were doing it, I would say it's the right thing and we should do it. It's college, soft. college sports do the same with uh, making it so that like students and season ticket holders, they're the ones that can buy, and then they're like begging no one sell your tickets yeah, to others. Sure. I'm of the opinion that if Devin time. Booker would like an idea, I'm out. And wow. I think he would love that. Wow. That's actually a great take. Devin that Booker, really, Devin really, Booker would that love is a that. Really yeah. good take. Yeah. The man who hates mascots. Um, all right. Well, let's go into game Baby two. Poo Soft. That's Baby, the final verdict. Yeah. yeah. Well, that needs to be a sound drop. Baby Poo Soft. Anything. Anytime anything happens. Well, you can say shit on this podcast. It's okay. I, 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 I think kind he of was way more visual with the baby yeah. poo. I think I kind of liked that better. <laughs> all right. But all right. Game two. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr shot combined. Uh, 20 shots on goal on while, goal. The, while on the Predators goal. had 26 as a team entirely. How insane they're is very that good. stat? They'll tell you that they're very good. Kale McCarr had 12. Nathan mm -hmm. McKinnon had 8. Kale McCarr hit the game winner, of course, uh, in overtime. I want to put this into perspective for people. Uh, on a given night, Kale McCarr's over-under on shots on goal is 2.5. He had 12 12. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Hey, is Insane. it true they only scored on their first and 50th shots <laughs> on goal of the game? Yeah, yeah. 51st. First yeah. and 50, 49 consecutive saves in between there. Dude, Connor Ingram oh. was on one. He was a third string goalie. I want to ask insane. AJ something. After a game like that, are players like Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon thinking like we should have shot better? Yeah, of course. Or are they thinking like, no, that goalie was awesome? They're, I mean, is both. it a mixture of you're, both? Yeah. You're, like, you're like, hey, great night from him. But how much did we help him out? Yeah. Because you look at Landeskog misses on the back door, an empty net just puts it behind the cage. Yeah. Ingram, that's not even a shot on goal. He didn't that's get a not, good replay. It's not, even, it's not even a save that had to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Nazem Kadri obviously doesn't lift the one puck yeah. on the on the great pass from Bo Byram. And like Ingram gets over and he does what he can, but he's covering about 20% of the net right there. Right. Yeah. And Kadri shoots into that 20%. Mm. And like well, it's Nichushkin on the shooter. had a few that I was like. Nachushkin had one taken Ooh. away. Yes, he had that we that you keep in mind. It got taken away, which I'm not going to get. I knew that was gold. I, I knew like, they were going to call that immediately. I, I did too, and it's it's fine. I understand where their interpretation was. I just thought it was an interesting 
interpretation. Uh, I, I thought it was an interesting application of the rule, just given kind of how it all played out. My thing on it is how long does it last? After you've touched the exactly. goalie, is it like offside yeah. where the entire possession is now null? Right. Like, does he, does he, because if he doesn't have it, if the goalie doesn't have a chance to reset, and that's kind of their standard, right? because if he doesn't shut. have a chance to reset, then you're kind of like, well, it's goalie interference. But if he doesn't have a chance to reset because your teammate dumped the guy on pushed, top of him. Right. What is how is that Colorado's fault there? Yeah, mm -hmm. and so it's it's it was just sort of an interesting situation. I but was kind of hoping the goal would stand, and then um, who was it that got shoved? Lekkinen. Lekkinen yeah. would do like a pony riding <laughs> celebration. That would have been epic. That would have been a lot of personality from, <laughs> from oh, Finn. Oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you feeling about Game Three? Uh, I always say that I think Game Three is the hardest to win in a series because uh, it's either two nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, either way, and it's like the series is on the edge, mm -hmm. or it's 1-1 and somebody's trying to wrest control of it away. And so I always think it's the most important of... Uh, I, I always think it's the most important of them, and it's the hardest to win because that team, like Nashville, played two games in Denver, and you know that the crowd at Bridgestone is going to be... Insane. Insane. Yeah. It's going to be so fired up. Is there a chance, though, that the nature of that defeat in Game 2 just takes all the wind out of these sails? That third-string goalie... It gives you that effort. You fall, you fall short. I don't think so, because I think it's going to give them confidence to play in front of him, where they're going to say he's got us. We can hang with. I would also say that this is the same goaltender who gave up five straight goals to Arizona a week ago that put them in this series. So we know he's capable of both sides. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, well, exactly. Right. And like there was a reason he wasn't uh, yeah. established in the NHL to this point. He just kind of hasn't gotten there in his career. So. How much confidence do you really have? UC Soros has already been ruled out for game three. Mm. Between us and anybody listening, obviously, uh, <laughs> the the idea that like UC Soros will play in this series has always been kind of comical. Jamal Murray-esque? Yeah, it's like... We're not ruling him out. Yeah, we don't. We, we'll talk about it every day to keep dangling the carrot so that you guys can feel hope. He had a high ankle sprain, is that right? Yeah, a high ankle sprain. He's got, got a four to six goalie, week man. injury for a like small a... goalie who is wow. super reliant on athleticism. Right. Because real world, that dude is five foot ten. Yeah. Put him in, actually. Very small for me. a goalie. So I want to see how that looks. Yeah. <laughs> It'll look a lot like uh, game one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that the Avs go and pounce tomorrow oh i think i think they smell blood and yep. we saw a little bit of it like you know you're gonna get a great shot from nashville and it's really can you get through the first five to eight minutes because that's they're gonna come out with all the adrenaline yep. they're gonna come out just super with super hyped crowd, up yeah. it's gonna be the best version of nashville and then after that what does the game look like i think it'd be it's such a great opportunity though for the abs to send a message to their base it's different this year like you just go yeah. in their game three and be like you know what we're not doing leaving any doors open yeah just forget it yeah we're too good too early goals well and i think yeah. I, the matchup and i've I, I was saying this um the month before the season ended when people were like who do you guys want and i was like i want nashville and that was with uc sorrows mm. uh no, little mighty might doesn't scare me that much to be honest with you He's really good, but the abs are just oh, a dude. They're you on a different level, man. Are the fifth element, you know that, right? Oh, so, like, they they are the Avalanche are just dominant against this Preds team. The Preds have no singular matchup. They've tried to get Roman Yossi away from Colorado's top players, and he's getting crushed. Yeah. 
Like he I was, wish that the they he had was to wait. on the ice last night when Colorado's fourth line won them that game. Yeah. I wish that uh, that they had to wait to vote on Norris until we got to see this matchup because it would be not even close. I mean, it's not. There's no comparison between the no. guys. Kale McCarr, you feel him every single time he sets foot on the ice. Yossi, I like have to look and be like, is that him? Like, I yeah, his can't his tell. one assist came because a puck squirted through Sam Gerrard and then Darcy Kemper gave up a soft goal. And yeah. like that's his contribution to the series. The positive contribution to the series. Yeah. The rest of it is is like you're just like, where is this guy? I'm so glad we get to forget about that Sam Gerard. Like he get thing. like right so far Roman Yossi's just gotten stuffed into a locker. Mm-hmm. And it's just not close. But it's, AJ, you're still take you're still saying this this series is five and one. You're taking four the abs. One. Four one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just game threes are really hard to win. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then because if you if you get to game three, then game four, there's just that letdown. One bad thing happens to Nashville, and Philip Forsberg, who uh, there's another guy that you haven't even seen in the series. Yeah. What a waste of a wonderful mustache it's been so far. <laughs> yeah. And haven't seen him at all in this series. And yeah. that guy starts thinking about his tea time in a week. Mm. Dude. I'm so. thinking about my tea time. Yeah, <laughs> I now am I am too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're watching the Avalanche, I hope you are drinking an Avalanche ale. Or? Or a good company seltzer. But if you need another reason why you should be drinking an Avalanche ale, Breck Brew is doing a really amazing thing. They are giving Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs. Plus, that person gets awesome gear and, of course, some Avalanche ale to drink. You can nominate someone from the community who you think should get a chance to celebrate a playoff game. Breckenridge Brewery will also donate all of the proceeds of sales, a portion of all proceeds of sales, of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to benefit Marshall fire victims. So that's why you should be drinking Avalanche Ale. Good Company is also a great substitute, but Avalanche Ale all the way. Um, they're an awesome sponsor. We love Breck. I haven't opened mine yet, so. Wow. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go. It's Friday at almost five. I know. There we go. It's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, it's here. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. The topic really of the day. 440. Is best rivalries, best playoff rivalries in Denver sports history. So we're going to start off with the Broncos and you, Ryan. All right. Well, let me just start this by saying there's really only one. Yeah. John Elway versus Super Bowls. Oh, wow. I mean, that's so No, I was saying in Denver, there's really only one that lives up to much. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Guy has finished with two consecutive Super Bowls. How who can even say that? One another one with as a GM too. Yep, she did. Also gotten so he's winning that rivalry if you want to call it a rivalry. I mean, isn't he what Super Bowls he's been involved in as a GM? He was one and one, and then he was what two and four as a player. That's a good record. But he's got three out of the last four. Yeah, and like just like how CU has beat Nebraska two consecutive times. (laughs) Hey, I mean, look. Whatever helps you sleep, man. <laughs> that really does help me sleep. It really that, does. That's the number one thing that helps. <laughs> think about I, I, Look, it's it's all good, man. I I think about Kansas's national championship every day. We'll talk a lot about every day. Abs Red every Wings, day, uh, which is what this is really all yes. about, in my opinion. Um, but well, we just talked a lot about the Abs. So I'm trying to move on to some Broncos talk, <clears throat> some Nuggets talk, some Rockies talk, and we'll get back to the Abs. Broncos is interesting. Okay. The Broncos have had a lot of playoff matchups with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so you think of that. Uh, obviously, the 2005 AFC Championship game is a tough one. Um, there's a lot of other stuff. You know, the Broncos beat the Steelers on their way to Super Bowl mm-hmm. 50. So you think, like, when you think, play, whenever I think of the Broncos playing in the playoffs, I think about the Steelers. Of course, Tebow to DT, that was against mm-hmm. the Steelers. Like, there's so many random encounters with the Steelers. Mm, Shannon Sharp on third down in 
their first Super Bowl run yep. when they won the first one. Yep, exactly. But he caught that. He like oh, it like impaled him. Yeah, and then you can see his shoulder pad like popping off as oh the ball God. hit he him. Just, like, traps and he, it. Yeah, and he just like. Yeah. It's great. That's a that's an all-time great memory. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing where just like it seems like the Broncos and Steelers are destined for mm. each other. In the well, I mean, you got two two organizations that are always in the playoffs. Oh, all-timers right? too. Like, is there animosity there? Like, if you say yeah. Steelers, do Broncos fans grit their teeth? I think so. I, think, I don't. I, I don't it's think respect. So. I hate the Ravens. Right. I, the the terrible. So just there me. was a game. I wish I could remember the year, um, but the Steelers. Speaking of selling tickets to opposing fans somehow got their hands on a ton of tickets uh. and they came in there with their terrible towels which obviously you know like there was a good amount of eagles fans at the game last year but oh, you can't yeah, really feel it or see it oh you when, could hear it you could hear it a little bit <laughs> i know this is a denver sport podcast sorry but, sorry but when they come in there with the yellow towels yeah yes. start sure. waving them around in your stadium Kinda you can really feel that yeah and that i think created some animosity so okay. i think there is a little bit but the one that I was going to say is like more recent and more er, fun to talk about, I think, is the Patriots. Yeah. Um, like you beat you beat them in the AFC championship game of both of the most two most recent uh, Super Bowls you went to. Obviously, there's the, the Champ Bailey interception game in 2005. Like that one's really fun to talk about because the Broncos have a winning record against uh, Brady and Belichick in the playoffs um, and are one of only a few teams that Tom Brady doesn't have a winning record on, uh, against on the whole so shout out the mannings yes yes archie manning and, and gosh what's the, their mom's name i forget their mom's name they stopped tom Mrs. brady manning. from probably having That's right. like 10 super bowls the most important couple in american history yes yeah <laughs> the most important. the single most important <laughs> Followed by Russ and Sierra. Yeah, that's oh, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think the the Broncos Patriots rivalry is just like a really fun one. That was obviously like it was a, a continuation of Brady Manning, right? Which was a rivalry. So we got to like yep. adopt that. We already hated the Patriots, and then we got Brady Manning on top of that. How convenient is that? You can just like displace your hate like that. Oh yeah, we already hate them. You know what? Right. And the Eagles. Great. And the Eagles. This is the yeah. this is the Tom Brady can't hurt us panel. Up mm -hmm. here, ah, it's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Broncos, you, Eagles, got Giants. Giants. That's right. What are you gonna do? Beat a yeah. different team? That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah, we don't care. I guess yeah. it's all. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, Tom Brady. I mean, okay, oh. but that, but that's why I feel like Broncos, Patriots. That's where the animosity is from the fans. Like that's that's where I see the hatred. Oh, they Tom still Brady. Do the thing, oh, which Patriots. I know Nuggets people hate when they put Tom Brady on the screen at Ball Arena. It's the loudest. Exactly. The loudest the arena gets all season, man. <laughs> oh. Uh, so like, yeah, I mean. Brady, obviously, those guys were easy to hate, and then the fact that we had we got to hold it over them, that sure. you know we were the better team in that rivalry, um, made it even better. Yeah, for sure. Any other? We've got some people in the comments saying Browns and Colts. So that's so Browns is old some old people. Old that's old the old school yeah, for, for sure. sure. And the Colts, the Colts, we love our old people though. <laughs> Shout out you the guys. Colts. The Colts just was Kale not is one of the people who said it. So the Colts wasn't a rivalry. They smoked the Broncos. Oh, when they had Peyton, it, I yeah. hated Peyton. It wasn't, yeah, same. Like, he just tore them apart. They weren't close. They weren't competitive. That wasn't a rivalry. That was a shit-kicking. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't really feel like much of a rivalry. And they also won the 2014 game. Right? Was, yeah. Yeah, it was 2014. The Colts. Okay. They, they, not, they knocked out the John Fox. Had already planned his mm. exit to the Bears. Mm. That whole scenario. I am not old, Jose says. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. How, uh, well, 
we're talking Browns here. I mean, obviously that's a it's probably more of a rivalry from a Browns fan perspective. Oh yeah, they hate John Elway. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean you have the drive and the fumble. Yeah, um, both there. Two different, just like wild occurrences that knocked just the Browns away moment. from just existential crisis yes. from a yeah, fan. Oh. Like, exactly. Why am I doing this? <laughs> you, those are like, are we cursed yeah. style losses? Yes. So would you say Steelers is number one for you? For me personally, I would put Patriots number one. Okay. Um, but Steelers. That has like there is this thing where it's just like it feels like if you're gonna win a Super Bowl, you always have to meet the Steelers. All right, AJ, you're taking Steelers. Yep. Okay. Because there's respect there. Yeah. And there's a back and forth with the Patriots. There wasn't a lot of back and forth. It mm -hmm. was just like one and three. The Broncos were like the team that could beat them. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't uh, didn't it feel did not feel even. And with the Steelers, it 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 just it does it does feel like. I don't know. I just don't view the Patriots that way. Like, they're the evil empire. Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of respect for the Patri or for the Steelers. Okay, well, move on. Let's move on to the Nuggets. This one we talked a little bit about before the show started. And it's, it's a little hard. It's tough. It's tough. You've got some, I mean, some the, recent teams that you can go to for this. The first layer of this being tough, not to be a downer. Not a ton of playoff success yeah. for the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Like so, Nuggets versus the Draft Lotto. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then that's not a rivalry either. They lose every time. Right. Like, <laughs> I guess that's true. They don't Literally even have that. Have not, Never even moved up well. one slot. I think oh. the emotional answer, the obvious answer... Are, it's the Lakers, but that's more of a, as we said off air, a final boss fight than a rivalry, right? They have to climb that mountain. Of late, you could certainly say Portland or, or mm -hmm. you know, Utah too, but like Portland, there's been more. Just seems like the the Jokic era Nuggets couldn't go 48 hours without bumping into Portland somehow. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they'll be super relevant going forward. So the one I would love to see develop, there are two, and it's the Clippers and the Suns. Because um, I think both the all three teams, if healthy, are poised to be very good for the next few years. Nuggets need to get some from the Suns to make that a rivalry, mm -hmm. but it has the makings of one. Just these two bases don't like each other. You got the fist fight. Um, it, we have PH and X. That just feels kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Clippers, I think there there's potential for a good one there too. People are gonna try to tab that team as favorites next year, and uh, or you know a top three, top four team. Yeah. And I just, if you're a Nuggets fan, like, are you afraid of a series with the Clippers? Not a, even a little bit. You can't, you can't Do they have be. a Morris twin still? So, uh, but the, the Nuggets do. are hard because I they mean, don't. Next year, will they still uh, have a Morris twin? Because if they do, then no. They don't have enough, like, back. And, there's a lot of, like, oh, thanks for ruining our, our, our lives. Yes. But, like, but, I really hate the Warriors. Yeah. And that's, that's a good one, a too. a direct result of two playoff series over one. the last you And, know, and it's years. another one that you'd say I'd like to call it a rivalry, but it's Nuggets not. need to go get some yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have, as a Warrior fan, like, ever thought about the Nuggets right. beyond those immediate series? So is it Port? I guess Portland. Portland, I feel right like now? is a good so one. Right now, especially Portland, with the, the problem base, is that Portland with the is drama that Portland suck. players like, had. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like Portland has the have a good summer mm -hmm. game, right? Um, which Nurkic. then turned into Nurkic, right. Yeah. Then turned into you know there was the seven game series after that, which was a heartbreaker. The Nuggets were the better team, but Portland outplayed them and they won. Yeah. And then CJ McCollum's talking shit in the yep. off season. Yeah. And then obviously the Nuggets get it back next With year. That Faku feels like Composo and Austin Rivers. That mm -hmm. feels like it has the makings of a rivalry. It's two sided, but <laughs> you now Portland's gone. Now Portland's irrelevant, and then oh. Utah's sort of the next one too, but. Are, is Utah about to blow it all up? Possibly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's only one series there. Well, and I don't know that they can ask the Nuggets to rebuild their next contender like they built this <laughs> current one. Yeah, so I think Ooh. 
Uh, man, you are that spicy. That is true, but I, spicy. I, I would love to see it become the Suns, but that requires that leap from Denver, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, which I think most of us would agree is certainly possible. Yes. Like, I mean, I think we were all expecting to see it this year, you know? Rug pulled out from under us. So important offseason, but that's what's funny is I think there's chance in the coming seasons for the Nuggets to start landing some punches back mm-hmm. on some of these teams. I guess I'm cur- I would be curious about the Suns like long term. <clears throat> what what are they without Chris Paul? Like, because obviously they have they're still going to be loaded. They're going to have great I players. I can't like, figure that we out. We know what man. they were before Chris Paul, and it was a terrible team. But then they had that good bubble run. I don't right. think they're they this had, good. They without. were they're so not... good in the bubble right before they got That's him, true. where it was like he just sort of they just kept going. Right, and they'd be yeah. worse without him. But I also wonder if. Almost reminds you of like an NIT team that makes a run and then starts making yeah. tournaments after the. And did he already make such an impact on them that even if he leaves or if he looked right. kind of washed next year, they're the poise they play with. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're course, focused because, to detail. And, like, they're, and they're, they're so they good, games. man. Yeah, like, the way they close. Yeah, they're so good. They play so smart. They yeah. just don't make mistakes. Every player on the floor sort of understands the floor, and that's Chris Paul and Monty Williams rubbing off for sure. So. I guess my question is this, like we've talked a lot about if the Nuggets were healthy, but we're watching what they're doing to Dallas right now. And it's like the same exact thing they did to the Nuggets, right? They find the guy that they want to put in the pick and roll and they hunt him and they destroy him. Um, And they, they really only have to go to it when they need it. And whenever they need it, it's there and it's easy. Like what? How do the Nuggets counter that if they actually, you know, do get to? Uh, to yeah, meet up I mean, Sans personnel changes, you know, like bringing yeah. in super stud defenders. It's mm-hmm. I, I, and this is the thing that I think we're we've lost perspective on this. These Nuggets that just fell short. Defense isn't just like oh we got Drew Holiday now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder when the other team is constantly taking the ball out from under their own basket when yeah, their runs true. are answered by your runs. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, Phoenix can get two on this pick and pop. There's so many ways that a healthy Denver can get two every time down the floor. Yeah. And so it's you're answering these runs. Mm-hmm. Or Chris Paul has to guard Jamal Murray. How about that? Right, Instead right, of Faku right. Compazzo. And he said, I love Faku. That is a 0% exertion on the defensive <clears throat> end from Chris Paul. It's totally. That's and so, and so what do his legs look like in the fourth quarter in game six if he's chased Jamal around screens all, mm-hmm. all, all series on? That like kind that. of stuff. I like that. So firepower can equal defense. Like, Just get yourself out of transition respond to their runs and also how much easier is it to sit down and buy into defense when there's payoff on the other end also there's a little bit more pressure on you offensively when you're thinking like if i miss this they're gonna go score on the dude a hundred percent and that you know there are some teams in this year that just hit you with with avalanches no pun no pun intended denver was supposed to be that team yeah like there's the thing with Golden State. It's like, oh, they can't guard them. But, like, yeah, Golden State was not supposed to be able to guard Denver either. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you got to get to a balance. Can they add better defenders? Can they can they build those habits across 82? But, again, don't underestimate the impact of Phoenix feeling that same pressure. Like, yo, these guys are good. Yep. Well, and if Phoenix wins this year, like, if they win the title this year, like, do they just – Take it just a half step. That's a off great question. It's a pedal great next qu- year, especially mm. given like the youth question. of that team. Hard to know. And this you group could, went so you hard. Just, yeah, sure. You don't know what success does right. to dudes. It's right? true. And this this Suns team, I think, is defined by not wanting to give you an inch. Like it'd be a regular season game on a Tuesday. Yeah. They don't care who their opponent yeah. is. They're like, we're gonna destroy you. And we want everyone to know we're the best. I Maturity hope that one happens. There. That would be a great that's a that would be a fun one. I hope so. 
Well, speaking of the Suns, do you think that they, they will win it all, AJ? Sure. Should people bet on DraftKings Sportsbook on the Suns? How are you feeling? NBA playoffs. Who should people bet on? Mm, Who are you thinking? Milwaukee, Boston. I kind of feel like the winner of that um, might win. Golden State, Phoenix. I think I wouldn't rule out the Warriors. I don't know if they're as good as they looked against Denver. Those are going to be a really fun series. But yeah, those are one of those four teams. I think I just Warriors Suns, man. Yeah, I'd like I. That's going to be. I want that series, and I want that series to not be on Avalanche game days. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I can actually sit and watch that. I'll tell you this: the epitome of the new era of basketball. Basketball for sure. Yeah. If the Nuggets miss out on this year because of two key injuries and the Celtics win the title, um, thanks for everything. I'm out. Oh, you're it's out. It's been you're a done. good run. I appreciate the sports media career. Good looking out, RK Alley, but I'm done. I'm done. I yeah. I don't know. I I would go Suns. Okay. Well, bet five dollars on DraftKings Sportsbook on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. So it's a pretty no brainer bet to place on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Jack in the comments said, I'm late. I'm guessing I missed the Wings Avs talk. Not yet. Not You're in yet. luck. Good news, Jack. Not yet. You're in, in the pipeline. But all right, Avaca TV, if you if you want to watch your favorite Denver sports teams, if you want to watch the Rapids, the Avs, the Nuggets, the I Rockies, do. check out Avaca I TV. You I do? will. I do want to watch those teams. It's important <laughs> to me. Oh, yes. they're the new approach to TV programming. They uh, deliver less expensive, easy to watch, and offer superior picture. So definitely check them out. Like I said, they include Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, and other national services. Plus, they keep adding things. That, you know, you might see something exciting in the next few weeks on there. Um, but how do you sign up? You go to avaca.tv slash DNVR. You use the promo code DNVR, and you'll get $10 off your first three months. It's only $15 per month the first three months plus the receiver no contracts and no hidden fees pretty so sick deal it's another no-brainer there from our partners to you guys so definitely check out avaca.tv slash dnvr all right all right we can move on to the abs talk the main event the main event the I mean, biggest anybody anybody familiar with the abs wings knows yeah. yeah right like i really don't it's funny because i'm not sure what to say but Tell think, us all but about think of you're, the you're people who about, might not know. You're yeah. talking about a top three sports rivalry ever. Mm-hmm. At its peak, ever. Like, Red Sox, Yankees have like 80 years worth of history. Mm-hmm. And like, 60 of those years are totally irrelevant, right? Like, who cares? They've had, it only really matters when you're good. When you're both good. Otherwise, you're just hating another city because it's a fun thing to do. And Detroit, Detroit, Colorado, that was... They were the two best teams. It started immediately. Colorado's first year in Denver after moving from Quebec. Right, that's such a boost. Well, and and Detroit wins sixty-two games that year. Wow. They haven't. They have to this day an all-time great regular season, and they run out of gas because they just get beat up by a much younger Avalanche team, but just just beat them. I mean, just flat beat them. It was a great series. It was a close series. It was a series full of hate, full of blood, suspensions, like everything. You got everything in that series. One thing that you also got in that series and over the next seven years 
Hall of Famers. Yep. Everywhere you looked, every line that you throw out there is either a guy who's who ended up in the Hall of Fame or in the Hall of Very Good or was like one of those all-time everybody remembers him great role players that you like, oh, I need that guy. You need that yep. guy. Those are the teams that everybody looks at and is like, oh, you needed a Mike Keane to win. Right. You needed a Stefan Yell to win. You needed, you know, the 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 grind line out of Detroit. You needed those guys. You needed the the Darren McCarty's of the world. Like and and hockey is obsessed with those guys. Yeah. And you had those. And then just casually hanging out at the top of all those lineups. It's a bunch of guys who are all in the Hall of Fame. Some of the best players ever. Yeah, I mean you have Steve Eiserman and Joe Sackick, <clears throat> who were it not for Mark Messier, right. maybe the NHL's like foremost like captains. Mm -hmm. of the of the modern era and they went head to head and you know steve eiserman was the guy who couldn't win it almost right. got traded to ottawa and like they they tried to give up on eiserman and then eiserman is the one that dragged them across the finish line you know they were they were the first team to really mine talent out of sweden and and russia in a way that other uh, other organizations just weren't they weren't doing it and detroit went and did it and the Avalanche, the Avalanche were just like, hey, we have Sackick, we have Forsberg. And then they went and got Patrick Waugh. Hmm. And you're talking about, of the 15 greatest players of all time, six ended up involved in that series. Is, the, is this a candidate for, you know, greatest, one of the great hockey rivalries, too? Forget Colorado sports, just I hockey. Would say, I would say it is the, the NHL rivalry. Yeah. Just because the level of talent, the number of times that they had to go through each other, uh, the the Hall of all of it, and well, and then like you're talking about, there was so much hatred. Well, and that's yeah. what I was gonna say is so much blood was shed in those series, which is a weird thing to say about sports that right. that are not like traditional combat sports, team sports, and it was just the bloodiest, angriest rivalry, but also the one that like it pulled out the most begrudging of respects from you. Where it was like, like my favorite player growing up was stupid Sergei Fedorov, because I just loved watching the way that he played the game, loved watching it. But I hated him forever because he was a Red Wing. Right. Yeah. right. I was gonna say, hockey lends itself to this in a way that no other sport can. It is by far the most tribal of the big ones <laughs> of the big sports. Right, and you know, it's you know from a, like a violence. Between the lines standpoint, maybe football can, you know, can compete, but you can't have a seven game series in football where it's like, oh, you did that to me last game. I'm getting you this game. So there's the seven game part of it, which mm -hmm. only happens in baseball, hockey uh, and, and basketball. And then you just add in the, the physicality of the sport and then it, you know, takes the lead. And then you add the, the fact that you can actually physically fight. So like the hatred is on such a different level in a hockey rivalry because it's like you can actually do stuff about it yeah. you know in a basketball rivalry if you punch someone you aren't you're done you're not no one's gonna see you for the rest of the series um so the fact that you can actually get out there and punch each other in the face and you know there's so much nuance to a to a hockey rivalry where that actually involves real hate right like manning brady is like a respect rivalry uh -huh. like, this is like a bloodthirst hate rivalry. yeah like those two those two dudes a game ends and they walk across the field and they shake each other's hands yeah. and they're like, I'll see you over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Our, see kids are, our, our kids are going right. to go play together, whatever. Like in basketball. And literally after their first series, 
Dino Cicerelli says, I can't believe I shook that guy's freaking hand. Right, right. <laughs> Which I is mean, like one of hockey's most time-honored traditions, the handshake yeah. line. And you've got dudes regretting a handshake. If you have a testy playoff series in basketball, the league is hoping and praying it doesn't end in a way that's literally facilitated in hockey. Yes. Just fighting yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so like, we go, this is getting testy. This is getting physical. Of you, course, you worry about Detroit, Indiana. But... You worry about Mouse at the Palace right. level of like, but it's like anger that spills over into into crazy. How does that a game of in... checking and fighting not get chippy? You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, there was a there was a Avs Red Wings game that lit, what was the how many fights were in it? Uh, dude, the you, you're talking about uh, fight night in Hockey Town. Yes, yes, yeah. The so this is. This is this is the, basically Malice at the Palace, but this just is like, the okay. this is the part of the yeah. this is the part of the rivalry that really bothers me because uh, Detroit talked all year about how they were going to get Colorado back and they were going to go after Lemieux. They played multiple games in Denver and don't do it. They mm-hmm. waited till they were on home ice and then they start some shit. Yep. and it was just if there's one thing about that rivalry that will never stick right with me, it, it was that it was it was the softest. Like, they shut down all ticket sales to everybody outside of Detroit. <laughs> so only Detroit fans could go and watch baby that poo? game. It was baby poo. It baby, was poo. baby poo soft to wait through multiple games. It it I just didn't like it. I just It just didn't sit right with me that you were going to do all that talking and you waited until you were in front of the home crowd. Oh, for sure. And, like, they, like, props, like, you have to give Detroit their respect there. They got it done. Uh, the Avs were the better team in 97. Detroit had to get through that obstacle, had to get through the avalanche obstacle. Uh, and they did it, and they won there, and then they won two in a row. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, if, if you look at the actual scorekeeping of the rivalry, Detroit wins that rivalry. And that sucks, but that was just, it ended in a 7 nothing game 7 embarrassment where everything fell apart. And the avalanche, as an organization, you can argue still have not recovered from that. Mm. Here's my, I guess, last question about this is, Everything we've just said, best rivalry in NHL history. Yeah. How does the league itself split up the rivalry and essentially put a fork in it? What do you mean? Because they're no longer in our conference. So, you know, you play. Yeah, well, that was Detroit's doing because they didn't want to be in the West anymore because they were worried. They were whining that they were traveling too much. Mm. So, again, we're just talking about a a baby poo soft organization. (laughs) This is such an AJ episode. Like, from. From top to bottom, you're whining. You're in Detroit and whining about travel. Oh, I just God. like it's, it's. It's just so. It's just the softest and like. <laughs> chances are we'll never see them in a playoff series ever again. It would obviously have to be the Cup, uh, and that just bums me out. Yeah, and they're not going to be anywhere. They're not going to come within a hundred yeah. miles of a cup in the next ten years. Yeah. Well, speaking of these rivalries, I feel like with the other sports, a lot of it we're talking about the fans, the rivalries the, between the fans. Mm-hmm. The players sure. respect each other. They're angry. I Portland, mean, the, the Portland was game, different. Leaving the alumni game at Coors Field, there was there were multiple fights in the stairwells. Oh my god! Between Avs fans and Red Wings fans, yeah. the alumni game, but not even the real game between the current teams. The alumni game. That's what I was gonna say with Avs Red Wings. It's the it's the fans, but it's also the players. Those, like those are, players yeah. hated each other. They yeah. might have had some respect in some aspects, but they hated each other. Well, like you said, Peyton uh, and Tom Brady, they're shaking hands after. They're like, okay, that was yeah. a fun game. You see Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, who the fans put up against each other every single time. They're laughing, they're hugging, they're joking. Like for this mm-hmm. Avs Red Wings, everyone hated everyone with a burning passion. And you don't see that. 
Yeah, I mean, you go and you look at some of the things that happen during those games. You know, guy oh, slams, there's reason for guy it. Guy slams for a sure. guy's head into the thing and gets 50 stitches in game one. All right, well, then that guy gets 26 stitches in game two because he had to get his. And it was, you know, like these things are just. It was like just, real eye for an eye. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was serious, insane. like, there were serious, like, paying the tax yeah. in, in those series. And, and the, you're talking about, like, Hall of Fame, like these were not plugs doing it to each other, you know, where you're just like, who are these guys? Yeah. You're talking Adam Foote and, and Brendan Shanahan and Peter Forsberg. Right. Well, and we talk, like, that's insane. You're, you're talking insane. about like true all time greats that just hated each other's existence. And like to, to contrast it, you know, you have the the abs and the wilder rivals now, and it's just like kind of it's so hard to get there because like even like the the mic'd up of like Josty and uh EJ like chirping back and forth it's like so playful and like yeah, well, jokey was, and obviously those guys are friends like you expected EJ to like tussle his hair afterward and be <laughs> yes. like oh Tyson uh, yeah, you like, rascal still coming over for dinner next yeah, week exactly you know? if that was as Red Wings the second he put on that jersey there's no more like fun. Well, and there were no crossovers. There were no guys who yeah. crossed Colorado Detroit lines for a uh, long time. Yep. That's what blows my mind about modern hockey is it just feels like it's like these are my brothers and if you hurt my brother I'll kill you. <laughs> fully aware that you may be my brother in 6 months. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a weird uh a weird wrinkle to the bubble that they were all in where they were all in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And they were like oh, yeah. we just got done going to war against these guys and now they're in like the bar lobby bar. and i just like we're sharing an elevator together yeah, and yeah. like we won't speak to right. each other <laughs> yeah you know like there's no like seeing donovan mitchell sitting outside right. eating where you take a funny picture and you're like i don't donovan did not like that as much as like, jamal did like <laughs> the dichotomy of the win and the loss, but lost yeah. and yeah. you're yeah. like oh and he's just outside he's, he's just here, eating you know? a salad like cool man yeah. if you weren't yeah. on camera right now like i would fight you but <laughs> yeah None of that. None of that in the bubble. There was actual like, mm -mm, we draw them. We draw them. Yeah. Battle lines here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happens in the summer is gonna have. You know, we all still got to get paid here, guys. But there were there, those battle lines exist. They were very real for a while, and I don't think that they. It, certainly not the same. There have now been a bunch of guys that have gone between organizations, yeah. but right. it's not. Darren uh, Helm. Yeah, the most recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who cares, it's very right? You're like, yeah. so what? There's like not him. a single Darren Helm Avalanche Red Wing. Memory. No, 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 for yeah. sure. So he's even been asked about it before, and he really? was like, "Yeah, I don't have anything." I didn't really feel no. it. Yeah. He was like, it's "It was done by the time I got there." He's yeah. been in the league for 15 years. So, yeah. all right, final topic of the day: the Rockies. Oh Who yeah, they you exist. Guys, <laughs> they do exist. And Patrick and Susie were both busy today, but we They're will have too. both of them on uh, the Denver Sports Podcast, and it's going to be really fun. Susie Hunter, she's going to be a great guest for this. Um, but who do you guys think their playoff rival would be? <laughs> the playoffs themselves? Um, <sighs> okay, we can't make that <clears throat> joke for multiple Denver sports. I mean, this one, like, really... You know, how is there? We have. Is it four? just the Red Sox for ruining a year of destiny? I mean, is that where you. So you have the Indians that ruined it. Yeah, it's Those true. The Red Sox. Uh, the Guardians, as they're now known. That one's the hardest one for me to remember. Oh, um, same. So you have a sweep of the Diamondbacks in 07. Um, and then they got us back in that wild card game. So there's like Something a little there. bit of history there. I mean, you had Phillies and. Yep, you had say, Phillies in 07 and in 09. Yeah. Um, that's Houston Street. 
Yeah, you swept them in 07. Houston Street blew two saves? Susie's upset with you guys. Uh, Susie, help us out, bro. I yeah, mean, Susie, uh, give us. Well, I mean, I can go through the entire Rockies playoff history right now. Um, do it. I you have you. The, the, Cubs, the one Cubs thing. You had the Braves in 95. You had the Braves in 95. 95, uh, 94? I, I don't know. I was like six. I think 95. it's 95. 95. I, th- I thought it was 95. Um, you Sweet. have the Brewers who swept us a couple of years ago. Um, I forget that series happened. Yeah, like also yeah. people, yeah. you know. So there's really no history Brewers, about Milwaukee. Yeah. The cl- you have two teams with two series. It's the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, and one was a one-game series. Yeah. Um, Dope. And you so, have the Diamondbacks in your division, so that one makes it. The Diamondbacks feel a would be the one you came in around the same time. The Diamondbacks should be their na- like natural rival, like yeah. geographically. They're sure. they they have a lot of similarities. They you know there should be a lot more hatred there, and it, like neither organization can get up off the map. Yeah, long they gotta get. For it they to both matter. gotta yeah. get relevant. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we were just saying, the Diamondbacks are off to like a more respectable start than people thought. They're five hundred. They're thirteen and thirteen. Mm-hmm. The Rockies are off to a great start. So are the they're Rockies. fifteen and ten. The Rockies are in fourth place, and the Dimebacks are in fifth. People, I will say, yeah, people were so talking hard. about the Rockies losing 100 games this year. By the which... way, the, the Rockies do have a lot more organizational cachet than the D-backs. I know right now it's ho- as as low as it's ever been, yeah. the stock. But like, just as a baseball fan, like if you say Colorado Rockies, I nod my head and say baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you say Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm like, yeah, all right. Whatever. They do have a uh, World Series. No, though. I know. I understand that. Like, they've actually Done. they've won. I'm just yeah. saying, like, the cultural footprint. Yeah. I still think the Rockies actually might be more relevant to just a casual fan. I would. Is, this, it, is that entirely about Coors Field, though? Yeah, could okay. be. I think so. Yeah. Probably. Well, and you're talking about you know I mean and the, the D-backs have had good players, but the Rockies have a knack for like always having a couple really. Yeah, good who's players. the Who's the best D-back in history? Randy Lindsay. Johnson. Right. And what do you think of Randy Luis Johnson Gonzalez? as? Because uh, I remember Randy Johnson as a Seattle Mariner. I think oh, of Randy really? Johnson. I think of, him as, a I I think of him Kurt as a Schilling as a as a Red Sox. As a Red Sox. I, I think of Luis Gonzalez absolutely as a Diamondback. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think of Randy Johnson as a Diamondback, but that's probably just like me growing up. He was uh, he was on the team when I started like caring about the Rockies. But like Larry Walker, Todd Helton, like all of those guys, Nolan Arenado, even Matt Holiday, like people remember that. That's true. That's true. Cargo. Um, the yeah. Rockies it's have just always that one D-backs team that's yeah. insane. Right. But the thing is, since that D-backs year, it's like the organization has sort of devolved and devolved into like just you know, they feel minor leaguey to me. And I know they're they've been better than that at times. I just oh, excuse me, the Rockies are in third now. People don't really latch oh, on to that. the Diamondbacks. You know what I mean? Well, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are playing tonight. That's right, Rockbacks, Rockbacks, Sue's. That's what we're calling this series, Rockbacks. Rocks. Rock, rocks. Rock backs. Rocks. 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 Just okay. rocks backs. Well, I don't know why. I feel like they say backs rock now. Backs. We say rocks. They say backs now. I feel like diamond rocks sounds cooler. Di- yeah, that well, does sound that cool. does sound cooler, but rocks backs is funnier to say. Okay. So let him have his bit. Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> Randy Johnson's rival. <laughs> they birds. play tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, like I said. Yeah, but one. you were on the DMVR I mean, Rocky show one. yesterday. I was. Great fun. Great fun. I have actually never worked with Patrick before. Obviously, the first time I've worked with Susie. Mm-hmm. What a treat. Thanks, Susie. They're for organized. Me on your they have a lot of docs. They do have a lot of docs. Well, baseball people. It's all the stats. A lot of info. Yeah, a lot of info. A lot of spreadsheets. Yeah, there's a lot of birds, <laughs> man. Plenty of opportunities to look like an idiot when oh. talking about baseball. Are you but, nervous uh, about it at all? Uh, no, because I, you know, make myself look like an idiot once a day. So I've 28 years later, you get used to it. But I loved. I had a lot of fun. Really excited. Really excited. We're gonna do it again on Sunday. I'll be on there with Sue's. Yep. I believe Spencer. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Watch That'll out for be a him. good one. DNVR fam coming together. 
All right. Well, be sure to watch all of the DMVR Rockies I'll, thing. I'll yeah. just say this about the Rocks. So they had that weird little skid against the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they've been really great this season. Really fun to watch. And they now have an opportunity here against the Diamondbacks to win another series. And then it's going to kind of start to get a little tougher. Like that's when you start matching up with the Giants. Yeah. And, and having to like, if you want to say you belong this year, then it's it's like this is your last opportunity to pad the wins before you kind of start heavy. to get into the fight. I don't, I don't ever actually get to talk Rockies, but can I just say I appreciate the fact that they did not want to tank. Yeah. Like I appreciate the fact that they were like, new man. I mean, new front office. We're gonna, right? we're gonna lean, we're gonna lean it. We're gonna try and we're gonna go and get guys, and we're gonna try and put a good baseball team on the field. And they didn't go out and be like, we're gonna go three and twenty-one like the Reds. You know, yeah. like they didn't. They resisted the temptation to take the easy route out, road out that everybody wanted them to, and they were just like, "We're gonna try and win baseball games." I agree, and like and that's kind of the when they point. Win baseball games. It's it the is point fun. of yeah. sports, and I just, I, I understand all the frustrations about the organization, but I just appreciate the fact that they cared, and it made me care more. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is a bad team. I mean, we're all waiting for the other foot to drop, like after these hot starts early. Yeah, well, we when, know when they go on the road a bunch, and yeah. you're like, "This is the," they always win at Coors Field. Always. Right. Even their worst teams win at course. I think we all get it. I think we everyone's prepared for the, the other foot to drop. But I think you can. there's been enough to say, I think that baseline's a little bit higher than yeah. that season, that preseason win. And it's over. not like everything has been going perfectly for them no. so far. Like, Brendan Rodgers not hitting until very Chris recently. Chris Bryant's hurt already. Yeah, Chris I mean, Bryant. Yeah. So it's not like, Who's oh. their best pitcher? <clears throat> Cy Young Chad. He's on the mound tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my point. Yeah. But we have watched the Rockies have hot starts yeah the yeah. last few years so i think that's where people are kind of right. like all right well when does this end? it gets it gets a little frustrating when everybody wants to pretend like every april is just like winning season in colorado for the rockies and it's not that way like no. the june swoon is not it is true like, that, like it's a it's a there's fun, a lot of times when they're just bad in april it's a fun yeah, rhyme and it's a fun like narrative to build up to be like this is my reason for dismissing this but it's I think it's dumb, and I'm over it. Yeah, I'm just done. excited I'm done. to watch the Rockies. I'm just done with people finding reasons to be pissed off about sports. I for it's me, supposed to be a fun thing. Oh, yeah. you're for speaking me, it's my all, language, and that's kind of my take on this, which is just like, just enjoy it. Yeah, why not? While they're good, like yeah. they've tried. Once they've, they've, they've tried to put a competitive baseball team on the field, it's not their fault. They're in the toughest division. They're doing what they're doing what you would want them to do in that environment. I, we'll see how it goes. I don't like have high hopes or anything, but I'm gonna enjoy what is. Dude, yep. that game yesterday, it was 72 degrees at Coors Field, 110 start, like a 9-7 final, four home runs. Yeah. Hell yeah! Like, why would you not go pay a reasonable price and go sit downtown? I, I, I think there's enough there as of right now that you can latch onto it and enjoy it and enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, we'll end with a note. There's a lot of bad things in the world, and sports are supposed to be good. You're supposed to enjoy them. Let people enjoy them. And just let's go watch the Avs dominate in game three. Oh, can you please? I just And then the Rapids. We also have the Rapids tomorrow and we have the Rockies. It's going to be a packed fun day at the bar. Highly recommend coming down. I would definitely come down early since game three is on the road. I do. We've had a great crowd the last two Wait, games. It's an afternoon game tomorrow. But yes, 2.30 start. <laughs> 
people get here, get here people are going oh, to be lining up out the door. Yeah, um, and that we saw it with the Damier Nuggets and their series, and it was so much fun. So Saturday, and they didn't have a chance of winning, game. so it's going to be pretty cool. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> and then Sunday, you'll be able to watch the DMVR Rockies guys, their post-game show with Spencer, Vo, and Susie. So we will see you guys again next week. I have missed hosting this podcast. It was a blast to finally be in studio again and talking and not waiting on everyone's internet connections to die oh. and then things awkward pauses and all of that stuff. Now, anytime Scrape. there's something awkward, it's because someone said something awkward. Glad Rudo Sorry. is not on this show. <laughs> nope, I was going to say Rudo, but we'll end it at that. Thanks for... Yes. Oh, that's a super sticker. Super sticker. Super sticker. Just a thumbs up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We will see you guys again next week.